0: If you've ever experienced a pretty rough hangover, be sure to check out the video over on our Facebook page at DNVR Broncos. Our very own Ryan Koningsberg had a bad hangover and Vita Mobile IV came to Ryan's rescue. And I mean, they really came through. Vita Mobile IV comes to your home, office, a dorm room, or wherever you need some serious hydration. Vita Mobile IV is made up of professionals passionate about preventative health and the benefits of IB therapy and alternative medicine. Recover and recharge with Vita Mobile IV. Download their app. Request a skilled IV drip therapist. Sit back and relax because they come to you. Don't forget to use promo code HYD20 to save 20% off your first IV drip. Visit VitaMobileIV.com today to learn more or just download their app and book your appointment. That's HYD20 to save 20%. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rantanen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon called J.T. comfort 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. See me by Drew Bauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. It is another Friday episode for you and another happy Friday as the abs moved to 3 and 8. on the season defeating the Boston Bruins. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Haefeli. We are presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. You can reserve your products there and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Plus, you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I would describe this last game against the Bruins as a very large adventure. There were a lot of weird things happening in this game, a lot of exciting things, and a lot of twists and turns. Some good, some not so good, some somewhere in between, depending on how you want to look at it. But ultimately, the Avs persevered <clears throat> Excuse me, and came out on top 4-2 to two at the end of the day. Big win. They now win this homestand. They're 3-0 with one game left on it. AJ, what do you think of, of this game, and where can the ABS go from here?
1: You know, first off, to play the way they did and get a win against a team as good as Boston, yeah, who also played a really good game, it wasn't like they were flat and sloppy and, and really bad, they played really well last night, Boston did. And there were stretches where the abs played really well. And there were stretches where both just looked like they were fighting the puck more than they were fighting each other. Yep. Uh it was It was a, a, a really entertaining hockey game. Uh by far the the most entertaining of the three that the abs have gotten the chance to play so far. In my opinion, I had the most fun watching that one. Just looking at the number of shots were 41 to 36. So that sums it up right there. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, and that's like, it was a really, I was, you know, sitting next to Evan in the press box last night and we were talking about what a high event game it was. Yeah. And how even, and it wasn't even just the shots on goal, but it was like so many blocked shots and tipped pucks and all the little things that good teams do uh to to make life difficult for opposing teams both of them were doing at different times it was it was a really there's there's a reason everybody's really high on these two teams you know and this is a team that was one game from winning the Stanley Cup last year and colorado certainly did not embarrass themselves um they obviously got really lucky yeah. You know, having two goals called back and uh, and and honestly what I in my opinion two pretty obvious call calls uh the the goaltender interference I said it live as soon as as it was happening. I, I was like, "Oh, he's you got to you got to challenge that for goalie interference." Cuz Krejci was un, in there unimpeded and uh and then the offside, I had I had no idea. And that was just a great job by the uh by the the video coach brett Heimlich so uh that i mean and and that's you know
0: our favorite phrase that's game changing <laughs> you're a segment too early for that, but it, so, it really it really was it's i they were both one hundred percent the correct calls by the rule book not arguing that at all and the apps did a good job to recognize that
1: it didn't it didn't feel controversial at all uh there was a little bit of drama i think with the goaltender interference one because there's a penalty now yep for getting that wrong it's no longer hey let's just throw it out there and we'll just see how this goes because you remember last year uh gerard gallant challenged for goaltender interference anytime it was close yeah, because the goal was way more valuable than the timeout. And he was like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, we'll just let them try and talk themselves into it. And if they do, then great for us. And if they don't, then, okay, we're probably not going to use that timeout anyway. And this year, that's not the case. Uh, there there are actual stakes involved with that. And given what a random
0: uh, read you never know what it's going to come up with anyway.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, you sp- you're spinning the wheel. Yeah. Uh, and and you just, you have no idea where that thing's going to land. And it it came up Yahtzee for the Avs and arguably won them a game. You know, and I, I talked to McCarr after the game last night and he said, look, we earned that win.
0: And I agree with him. Where do you stand on the offside ruling given that this was a play that went on for another 50 seconds after the missed offside
1: well i mean we've talked about this so much over the years uh and i say we i mean like the hockey community sure so i don't think i don't think anybody likes the offside challenge anymore and that there should always be uh a time limit on it yep that it should be with the, it should be like like 5 to 7 seconds because after that the defense has had plenty of time Ryan Graves had i think two failed clears in that time uh on 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 the PK and now like they go back in time and none of it exists right it's just like right. i don't think um I, I don't think it's a good rule i've never i've, I've never liked it um, i've never liked the all or nothing aspect of it i you know that part of it boston definitely got screwed there um just because it it had no effect on anything it it almost never does you know the offside rule it's just it's not a good rule it's just not
0: yeah i'm i'm with you the rule needs to be rewritten in a way that makes things much more definitive at the very least but Let's talk about Makar a little bit. You mentioned he talked to you. He said they earned that win. Mm -hmm. Definitely not a great game for him. He had a lot of struggles. Like you said, some of those struggles got wiped out because the goals got taken back. Even with a bad game from him, picks up an assist now has three points in three games that ties him for the longest streak of any rookie defenseman ever for the abs and had a handful of other fantastic passes. So if this is the low bar for Makar, wow.
1: Yeah, when, so I woke up this morning and typically when I wake up morning after a game, I'd kind of just re-watch the game in my head, right? Yep. I yep. just kind of cycle through it again, uh, knowing we're going to record the podcast and um, I'm I'm just kind of going through it just habitually. The thing that stood out from me There were two plays. It it was it was one of them didn't count uh, with the called back goal where Makar had the giveaway and then fell down.
0: Yeah, that was not a pretty one. Yeah,
1: and then it was the uh, the shot pass to Matt Nieto with about five minutes to go. Yep, that was easy
0: tap in if Nieto gets his stick on. I mean,
1: it's absolutely perfect. Back door and and the vision, because that's the angle where where he is uh, located and and the the passing lane that he has. That's the angle we sit on in the press box.
0: Yeah, so we
1: are looking right down it, it. It might be you know on the other side of the planet, <laughs> but you can see it. Yep for for him to have seen that in the amount of time and how fast that game gets played. And, and in that situation, it was, it's so impressive. And to have the confidence to do that and to, to, to make that play in a game in which you have not been good with the puck all game long. I mean, it's just a reminder of what a high end talent he really is. Right. And that's that was what i thought was the most impressive and then of course on on the other side it, it was yeah, the the play where he fell down was just like a
0: ugly all the way around whiffs on a slow moving puck and then gets beat and then falls over right like <laughs> and it was just like well you're going
1: to have some adventures
0: yeah go ahead and burn that one and on to the next yeah okay well, McCarr's vision is basically why you want to have a DD, designated driver, because if you're drunk, you're never going to see that pass. So it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. I'm sure I've told you about pretty much All of their beers, at least all of the ones I can get their hands on at my local liquor store, whether it's the Vanilla Porter, the Oatmeal Stout, or their classic Amber Ale, the Avalanche. Recommend the dark beers right now, given all the snow on the ground and how cold it was yesterday. So, you know, maybe one of those heavier ones to warm up a little bit for you. Or you can stick with their fruitier beers, whether it's the Strawberry Sky or their Colorado Core. It really can't go wrong, as I always say. Even if you're a picky beer drinker, you can find one that you will like from Breckenridge Brewery. So check out your local liquor store and pick up any Breck brewery you can find there. Also, check out the DNVR.com and the Breckenridge event calendar, where we will be having a bunch of watch party events, drinking Breck brews at them. I highly recommend it. RSVP, come out, have a good time with us at any one of those. Or I think uh, another Broncos tailgate is coming up this weekend, correct, where you can get some free Breck brews. Yeah, so.
1: just show up, drink a bunch of free beer, eat a bunch of free food, and hang out with a bunch of people. Right. It's going to be dope. I don't know how to better advertise anything ever
0: than just say
1: <laughs> show up and drink free beer and eat free food. On a pretty, uh,
0: pretty good deal.
1: <laughs> it's, all, it's all about hanging out with people
0: who just want to be there so there you go easy to get some free beers that way if you're into that type of thing diving back into the abs the defense was on the whole an adventure here i don't want to just call out macar for that one play it was really a struggle at times for the abs with the puck in their own zone
1: honestly i think uh <laughs> i i think sam gerard was the only guy that I saw where I didn't think. What in the world are you doing? At least once. I agree. And he even had uh, an icing that was really uncharacteristic of him, uh, where he he fired a you know a two hundred foot bullet to the opposing team's corner with no av within five feet of it. Yeah, And I think that was a miscommunication because uh, I think he was expecting the Av who was on the blue line to be moving and he was just standing still. And so I thought that was more of a uh, just a just a one of those things that happens when two guys aren't on the same page. So, you know, I didn't I didn't take it to the bank or anything. I just. That was the only, like, noticeable mistake that I that I caught from Gerard last night. Otherwise, all the other defensemen, what
0: an adventure. And I think, I mean, you bring up a good point. I think a lot of the issues that did happen were due to some miscommunication. Which, by the way,
1: third game in, very, very, right. very common. <laughs> Does not matter if these teams have been playing together for years and years and years. It always takes time for these teams to get their rhythm back, to... to get back to playing the systems the way that they want to. You know, the teams the teams that come out of the gate really hot and are playing perfect in October don't do anything long-term. So it's encouraging to still win games while making lots of mistakes because that means that your talent level is really, really high.
0: Right. You can beat teams with your B or C game. Once you find that A game, you're going to beat everybody. Right. And that's, to be honest, that's what everybody else should be
1: afraid of. Yeah. The the ads have beat three decent teams. I, I think they beat two really solid teams and then
0: Minnesota. I'd say one and a half really solid teams. Not sold on Calgary. Not sold on Calgary at all. Not with Talbot back there. I think that's fair. I just I love their top
1: line so I just think that it's
0: you know I, I think they'll score. Yeah.
1: I I mean I think they'll they'll win a bunch of games just because they've got that group.
0: And I think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, that that team screams first round exit to me again. Um I mean that'll be matchup dependent, but probably.
1: <laughs> so I I would probably agree with you. Especially if it's a
0: wild card certainly to play the way the abs defense did and to still come out and beat this Boston team is impressive. It really is. And this is a Boston team that's playing
1: really well. I mean, they just walked into Vegas the other day and shut down the golden Knights. And to be honest with you, I I think the golden Knights might be the best team in the West.
0: Yeah. I might have trouble arguing with that. I think,
1: I think there are three teams right now, uh, a week into the season that I'm looking at as true Contenders in in the West, and it's Nashville, Vegas, and Colorado.
0: Yeah i I definitely see Nashville. I definitely struggle to really see anyone else in the Central besides Colorado and Nashville. Yeah, and and Colorado just
1: has that high end, you know, right? That if they if they live up to the potential, so good. And and you know,
0: I I think we'll probably talk about this next segment, but goaltending. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. And the other thing is, on this upcoming road trip, they do still have one home game left, but there's going to come a game where it all clicks and they're just going to stomp a team like 7-0 or something. Yeah, I I think
1: that's the part of all of this. The, the first three games that I am the most encouraged by is they're nowhere near hitting on all cylinders. They're... Their top line still looks like it's disjointed. Yep, and there's and they scored two goals last night.
0: Right. Two guys on their top line have five points, and the other guy has four points, and they look disjointed. Right, and I mean they just they they uh, won the possession
1: battle against uh, the Boston top line. It just did not feel like they were as dominant in any way, <laughs> threatening on the ice. Yeah. Every time they were on the ice, as Pasternak and Marchand.
0: Yeah, I would say that's
1: fair. And yet they and and they won that battle. They outs they they outscored them. They outplayed them. They outpossessed them. They outshot them. They did they did all those things. But to the eye, <clears throat> it didn't feel like they were as good, and that's the impressive part of this. I can't stress enough that they just beat one of maybe the top seven teams in the NHL. And there's a very real argument to make that they were just okay. Well,
0: when you're just okay and you have five points in three games like Nathan McKinnon, that is how you get paid. So if you want to get paid, which trust me, everyone wants to get paid, There's a new easy way you can add a few bucks to your wallet here in Denver. Denver's newest travel hack is here. Drift shares locally owned cars with incoming travelers at Denver airport for a better experience than car rental. Skip the chaos to save on time and fees when you book, or you can share your car to earn and park for free while you travel. Plus, there's no under-25 fee rule, so it's perfect for friends coming to visit. Drift is great if you're going home for break and perfect for extended travel, like a semester abroad. All state insurance covers you for covers your car every trip, and Drift cleans it, inside and out. That's right. Even if your car isn't rented out while you travel, Drift will clean your car upon arrival. Get all the info on this at drivedrift.com. That's right, drivedrift.com. Com. Second segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Rudo and AJ. We talked about the sloppy defense. AJ, you alluded to goaltending in Philip Grubauer. He played great. Not going to deny that, but I think I'm a little bit more on the fence about him because of those two goals that were called back. The reality is he let four goals in behind him in this game. It's just that two of them didn't count. With that said, fantastic highlight reel saves bailed out the defense consistently and at the end of the day 39 saves on 41 shots looks really really good
1: yeah you know oh, the i think he finished with like a 959 save percentage in this one like something something like that yeah 951 was it one okay 951 oh what more can you ask it was 39 saves on 41 41 shots and if you look at the disallowed goals uh one i thought it was clear interference uh and and if Krejci's not there. I feel good about Grubauer's ability to stop that puck. And if the, if you look at the other, the second disallowed goal, there's nothing any goalie's going to do about that. That, that pass from Pasternak was to all world. And for that to have been a save, I mean, that would, that would have been another highlight real save had Grubauer stopped that one. So uh, I think it's, I'm not, you know. Obviously, he gave up those goals. He he gave up four last night. But we're still looking at a guy that just, yeah. First of all, he keeps getting beat by his own teammates. As yeah. <laughs> we are, I mean, we're three games in, and they have three own goals.
0: Yeah, certainly not helping anyone in that regard.
1: <laughs> yeah, and one of the uh, one of the disallowed goals came on the the power play again. And Ryan Graves, what yeah. in the world? I have no idea what that decision was. Was that? And maybe that works without Pasternak making the great the great play that he did. But
0: what? Was I that? don't think it works. You just slide off into the corner. Even like all Pasternak has to do is not pass it directly into his body. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Grubauer was fantastic and it was interesting. Uh, he's been really good on breakaways so far this year. Yep. Uh, which was an area last year that drove me insane because every single time that he would, uh, get on the, somebody would come in on a breakaway, he would try the poke check.
0: Yeah, exactly. He, he hasn't tried the poke check yet and he hasn't gotten beat. Right. So... Whoever told him to stop
1: poke checking. Good job. Yeah, I'm hopeful it was UC. You would hope so. Hopeful, but whoever it was, they got through and thank goodness because he's been awesome and
0: his glove has been really good. His the whole left side of his body. Let's face it, his left pad is basically immortalized at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Worst, Grubauer has been no complaints. At best, he's a highlight machine. So, very, very solid through three games.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we're talking coming into last night. uh Half of the goalies who had appeared in the NHL is crazy. Okay, when I when I looked this up last night, half of the goalies who have appeared in a game had a save percentage under 900. It's the new, the new world of the NHL, man. It have doesn't league, favor man. goalies
0: anymore. And
1: today, this morning, we wake up and twenty twenty seven of fifty goaltenders have save percentages over nine hundred. And the guys, the guys at the bottom of that that nine hundred list are
0: Carey Price and Andre Vasilevsky at nine oh three. Right. It- I, I was looking into this a bit as well yesterday. There are, of goaltenders that have played at least three games, only two faced more shots than Grubauer did. Hellebuck and Price. So Grubauer is doing a very, very large workload here and is still dominating some of those guys when it comes to save percentage. Yeah. I mean, he's at
1: a, he's at a 931 right now. And... Like, the guys who are ahead of him are guys that you don't think will stay there.
0: Right. Obviously, we're still talking about very small sample sizes here.
1: And like John Gibson. Yeah. Who could it's legitimately... He's good. He could He could have a 960 season, and I'd be like, okay, he's John Gibson.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one way for the Ducks to make the playoffs. So... Yeah, no, I'm
1: honestly like stats and all that aside, Grubauer's been really good. Uh he's he's locked down third periods. And the Avs have actually scored in every period this season. Yeah. Which is kind of wild to think about. Um but Grubauer, no goals given up in third
0: periods this year. Right. I mean that's huge. It's such a monumental difference for the avs to they trailed for the first time this season in this mm-hmm. game, but once they took the lead, they have never fully given it up. Games have gotten back to tied, but they've never trailed after gaining a lead. Right. And
1: when I, you know, why is it important that they haven't given up a third period goal? Well, they've gone into the third periods with one goal lead, one goal lead and tied. Yep. And so if you just lock it down and the other team doesn't score from there, you are going to win.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't lose if they don't score when you're tied or better. <laughs> right. You are going to win. So that's been that's been
1: huge. I talked to Makar about it. And he said he said Grubauer is a backbone of our team. And a game like tonight does wonders for building confidence in that, hey, when when we make mistakes, we know that he's got us. And I think we saw last year that there were a couple weeks there where that wasn't the case.
0: More than a couple weeks, maybe, but
1: so yeah, it was two months of the goaltending just no, trust not being there. Yeah. So Grubauer man, Grubauer is the guy that I just think that he's there. He's their number one X factor in terms of uh, how high, Uh, they can go, you know, how, how high they go in the standings. I think, I think Burakovsky is their number one skating X factor, maybe Burakovsky and Jost. Yeah. But Grubauer, I mean, with, with every team, right. We didn't really talk about goaltending much over the summer because it was pretty straightforward. The both guys have something to prove and they're either going to do it or they're not. And through three games, Group, I think grubies looked better each game and you got to be feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah. I No complaints. Certainly. You mentioned Burakovsky. You mentioned Jost. let's talk about the forwards and we can start with those two. Jost at three C did the thing. Everyone expected him to do by looking really good at the three C spot. Yeah. just Stick with good, him there. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It really, that line really did look good, man. I, I thought both Jost and, and Wilson and uh, really looked dangerous offensively. And Matt Nieto just does what Matt Nieto does, man. He <laughs> just, he gets, I, I absolutely will continue to hammer that Nieto and Natushkin need to be switched. Yep. Because if you really believe in the offensive upside, we know what Nieto's is. We know where it is. Uh, it, relative to some of these guys. And I think you just, I'm trying, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to bag on Nieto here because I thought he was good last night. And, but, but that, that shot pass from McCarr is kind of what I go back to where that's a skill play to a skill play. And Nieto just, just doesn't quite finish those off often enough. He's in position for a lot of chances uh he's a guy that can, can generate a lot of scoring chances because he does so many things well on the ice but he's not gonna finish him off. There's just that hard ceiling there on his skill level. Yep. And I just I don't know, man. I I I struggle with that. I because I I love what he does well and I think he is rock solid. In the areas he's good, but the one area that he's really, really just not good is in scoring, is in finishing it off.
0: And that's kind of a thing that forwards do.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had four goals last year. Right. So, you know, which I think was a little bit of a universe overcorrection from the year before. Yeah, probably. But... Like, I think he's like a 7-8 goal guy and would be perfect next to Calvert and Belmar. Perfect. Because those two guys just keep humming.
0: Well, yeah, there's the thing too, right? Calvert played an amazing game against Boston. I mean, he was money and has three points in three games. He's a point-per-game player on your fourth line right now. Right, and
1: Belmar has two goals.
0: Yeah. Certainly not something you expect to continue but watching that and just sitting here and thinking wow the abs are going to beat a lot of teams with depth this year they
1: you know the process is repeatable and uh, the finish is always going to be random with those guys yeah but ooh is that fourth line something man i know that we were supposed to be talking about josten and, and burkovski uh, but uh, this
0: is where it went that's fine whew.
1: That fourth line is something. And I and I thought nachuskin was bad last night. I he wasn't involved in anything. I don't remember him winning a single puck battle. Uh he didn't do anything offensively of note. He doesn't get any credit last night for standing in front of the net and being big. Um there I, I didn't see anything from the Nichushkin last night. There were turnovers in the neutral zone. It was easily his worst game, and I would still swap him for Nieto. It's just, it's
0: more of a system thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a maximizing your talent thing. Right, yeah. If he's in the lineup at all, there's a certain role you want him to be used in. And sat around on the fourth line not accomplishing anything, isn't it?
1: Right, and just, I don't even like talking about it just because I feel like people are over listening to me talk about Valerie Um, I I just think that, with the way that Calvert and Belmar are tearing it up. And like, Nachushkin was helpful those first two games and cool, but not at all helpful last night. And those guys hummed right along. Sure. The,
0: the two of them clearly work that yeah. you're pretty much have them locked in together for the rest of the year at this point. Right, man. Like it, it's going to, it would take an
1: extended, like, whew. Yeah. It would, it would take an extended uh, streak of real ineffectiveness from those guys because, like I said uh, earlier when we started this, uh, talking about them, the process, that's repeatable. Yep, yep. The that, heavy
0: four-check game, they can continue
1: to do that. Exactly. That and and the smart reads and everything, everything good that they do is something that they can do every single night. And I think that's where Nieto would really push them to a different level. Uh is because and I get that Nichushkin, as like the big guy brings a different <coughs> element there. <coughs> I just can't breathe anymore. That's all it is. <laughs> like Nachushkin brings a different element. Yeah. You know, he's he's the big physical power forward archetype. And as we saw last night, doesn't doesn't play that way all the time. Uh, but with Nieto, I just... Oh, and maybe it's Colin Wilson that you switch. I wouldn't love that either, but that at least he would kind of fit that archetype because Wilson, with the puck retrieval and the and the work that he does on the wall, he could be really good on that line too. And I, I just think that those guys are one consistent player away from being one of the best fourth lines in the NHL. And maybe it ends up being Natchushkin. Like, maybe... You know, you fast forward 25 games and all these guys are sitting on like, you know, six to 10 points and rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, but I I think as an obvious not believer in Valerina Chushkin, uh, I I do think that uh, Wilson or Nieto would be would be a much better fit there uh,
0: when Comfort comes back. I Right, right. And this is not the fourth lines of old either. Nichuskin was the low man in time on ice with 11 minutes and 39 seconds. So th- that fourth line is getting legitimate ice time. The The whole forward lineup has much more spread out time on ice, but we can get into that a little bit more in the final segment. And we'll, we'll get back to Burakovsky and that second line as well. Uh, I can tell you if Burakovsky, Does things like he did in this game a little bit more often, that's going to be game changing. So it's time to tell you about some game changing coffee. StravaCraft is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so be sure to check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped decrease anxiety, much like Burakovsky did with that ridiculous goal. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and I really could not recommend it more to my listeners here. As StravaCraft says, drink deeply, live fully. You can check it out for yourself today, and you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Plus, you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Rudo and AJ. I think I've hyped up Burakovsky enough. On the whole, had a good game, and then in the third period, on a single play, defensive zone face-off, just went full hype beast mode carried the puck all the way himself, did a spin around, walked up to the top of the circle, and unleashed a missile.
1: Yeah. Went from having a good game to
0: had a great game. In one play, that was just... What I said to myself immediately afterward was like, if he does this once every three games, that is way more than enough.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You knew it was going to be a weird night for Burakovsky when he blew somebody up in the first period. Yeah, just absolutely leveled the guy. And Evan and I looked at each other and were like, like, oh, okay, okay. And then was just all over the place, man. He was all over pucks. Um, just that was the best all around game that you could get out of that guy. Yep. I don't know how often that showed up in Washington, but if that if that thing happens sixty times this year, if it happens fifty times this year, Colorado's pro scouting staff is going to look pretty smart. Yep. And that shot, dude. I From mean, different realm. <laughs> great, great play on defense. Getting the puck. Yep. Goes through the neutral zone. Gets into the offensive zone. Turns back. Gets a little lucky that the guy falls down recognizes he has space that he didn't think he had, and then just wires that sucker home.
0: Ugh. I mean, what else is there to say? It was awesome. Yeah. I One of the best highlights so far for the Abs Forward core from this year.
1: And it was a great individual effort and, <laughs> like,
0: a true unassisted goal. Like, yep. does all the work. As lost a face-off, he took the puck, went in, scored it himself. <laughs> yeah, he he, he skates he skates it
1: all the way down the ice, ditches the defenseman covering him, and puts it home
0: as he's getting knocked down or falling down. And that's the first goal really scored by the Ab's second line on the year.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Well, I guess we could say that because Donskoy scored his two when he was
0: on the third line. Right, and one of them was on the power play anyway. So, so yeah, so it doesn't count. <laughs> no, it's, it.
1: man, it was really, that's everything that you wanted out of Burkovsky game. Now he just got to, I, I hate to I hate to just be that guy that just turns the page and is like, well, 79 games to go. Yeah, but Now keep doing it, right. 79 more games to do that again. So we see that even half the time, yeah, even half the time. And it'll be uh, a good thing. Would like to see it more than that, though.
0: Really need to see it more than that. I mean, yes and no, right? You want to see that consistency, but if he fires off a shot like that every third game, that's 25 goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is kind of what we said
1: this year is that if he – if he got to 200 shots, yep. then their second line would be very successful.
0: The rest of that second line, Kadri still has no points. Donskoy was moved up to it. First of all, Donskoy just keeps doing his thing no matter what it seems. Kadri, it's too early to start worrying about the points not being there, but he did fall into, like many Avs players did, a little bit of sloppiness in the defensive zone in this game.
1: I mean, sloppiness was kind of the name of the,
0: name of the game all night, right? Pretty much. I, I Yeah, I'd be hard-picked to find anyone that didn't have at least one defensive turnover for the Avs. Or one, I mean, one brutal decision that they made.
1: Right. Somewhere along the way, you know, Eric Johnson trying to hold in a bouncing puck at the blue line and gives up a a two-on-one. You know, Mark Barbario's entire first period. Yeah, was a rough around the edges was, for sure. Was just, was just a wild adventure. I liked how it progressed from there with Barbs, but that beginning, you know, Graves, what you doing diving into the corner? You know, Zdorov yep. loses his guy on the first goal. All these guys, you know, McCarr, we've already talked about. All these
0: guys did something last night where it was just. Ugh. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't a pretty night for a lot of the passing. Cadre's case, he turns it over in the defensive zone, is lucky enough to get it back and immediately turns it over again in the slot. But yeah, I talked to uh,
1: I talked to a, one of the scouts at the game last night about that second line yeah and he said the abs were a lot deeper, but that second line is where he still thinks that they're very vulnerable, interesting because um that you know kadri hasn't it hasn't translated yet you know he's i think he's played pretty well, yep, but it's there's it's it's almost kind of it's it's kind of like how it is with McKinnon where we feel like there's just something missing
0: yeah waiting to kick it into gear kind
1: of yeah yeah and maybe it's maybe it's just that first goal that he needs to get that kind of breaks it down for him uh but it's it's been a it's been an interesting go for Kadri so far where I I do think he's played well the points just aren't there yeah but and the same thing with jost right like we we basically didn't even talk about him, but jost really uh really i thought played really well last night, and zero ozone starts, yeah, that's not me complaining that's me you know that's trust, and for him to come out almost dead even in in corsi last night was with zero ozone starts. That's all good process, man. I mean, I I thought he looked good. I think he just continues to make the case uh, that that that's where he should be. He needs to be in the center of the ice. And same scout that I talked to said, that breakout is coming. Yeah. That that's a guy that he's looking at closely for his organization. Interesting stuff there. And I think I think that's (laughs) <laughs> that's the next factor as we've said definitely definitely needs to there needs to be the breakthrough on the score sheet yep you know because he's he's gonna run out of time 100 if if it doesn't start to come through statistically you know Shane Bowers is gonna push through Alex Newhook will be here in a couple of years like he's not He doesn't just get forever, you know, the world, the world keeps going and they keep acquiring young players. And if, if he's going to be his best at center, it can't take him five years to break out like
0: it did McKinnon. He doesn't have that luxury. Pretty much. It's he's already on the clock and it's, it's ticking away. So,
1: and this is the same conversation that we've kind of been having about him is that we are, We're worried about
0: production, but we like process. And process only goes so far at a certain point. Yeah. So that's part of it. A player that is producing. Nathan McKinnon got his first goal of the season. It was a garbage goal. Tapping off a Landis Gog post. But is this a move in the right direction? I don't want to say he was in the wrong direction, getting that first goal he's got five points we don't feel like he's played his best game did he take a step towards that at least yeah definitely okay I can live with that
1: I I think the the entire team still taking steps forward yeah you know I I really don't see you know we've talked about the puck management and and that it was real sloppy last night but beyond that I don't see any major negatives here on the on the team as a whole. Hard to take many when you're three and zero, and and you know they've gotten lucky to get there. You know, obviously two disallowed goals uh, in uh, in the Boston game, the one the one abs goal in the Calgary game that shouldn't have counted because of the Landy high stick. Like, yep, they've gotten lucky. They've been on the right side of, of the questionable calls stuff. They've also hit eight posts, to be fair. And, well, this this is the thing, though, is you could say they've gotten lucky, but they've also gotten back to work. They've won those games. They scored those goals, and they they shut down the opposing offenses when when they needed to.
0: I've always been partial to the phrase, you make your own luck. So when you're playing well
1: and you're getting breaks, it's easy to live on that. Yeah but there will come a time where they play well and they don't get those breaks that's
0: when it becomes about the mental fortitude of being able to bounce back though right
1: and it's and it's like okay so now what did they stop making their own luck so it's that's one of those things where it's like look luck luck exists as a frame of reference it, it's not an actual thing it's it exists so that one side can be lucky and the other side can be unlucky not not so that both can be lucky or both can be unlucky. It's just not how it works. It's an either or. And that's the only that's the only way that we can categorize it. And so it's just it's just a reference point. That's all luck is. And the Avs have gotten lucky, but they've also, like I said, they've also gotten to work. They've also accomplished things. They scored goals. They they put. Pucks into the net. They physically accomplished the goal of the game. And the other team didn't. And however they got there, you know, that's going to be different every night. And sometimes you'll get lucky along that way and sometimes you won't. But they've, they've overcome any of the adversity put in front of them and they're 3 0.
0: Yeah. They're 3 0. That's a good way to end it, I think, unless you had any final thoughts. I
1: do not, man. I, for the guy on the show who's apparently negative all the time. Pretty I don't feel that way. Show, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't feel that way at all right now, man. I'm I feel I feel like this is a really good hockey team. And I'm a little excited for tomorrow night because if they if they finally put all of it together, then it could be um uh, there could be a lot of hey, hey, hey's going on tomorrow. You're talking about Tampa Bay territory if they put it all together. Right. Like, they put it all together. There's enough skill in this lineup that you're going to have
0: nine 30-point guys. But I mean, that's a couple of 30-point guys there if you're reaching almost double digits.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, that's just really in the forward core.
0: Right. Not even talking about. Kale McCarr being a point per game player or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean a point per game player, and we're all like, mm. he's fine. He's it's not. has been it's best. been up and down. Yeah,
1: a lot of ups, a lot of both. Yeah, some seriously spectacular highlights, and all three of his assists have been secondary assists on the power play where he didn't do much.
0: Right, but then he doesn't get assists for beautiful slap passes to Nieto. So right, like hockey. Yep, exactly. Hockey. Undefeated hockey. That's what we'll call it. That is the end of this Friday episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. The Evs play again tomorrow against Arizona, and we will be back on Monday to talk about it. In need of a top dog electrician? For over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract companies in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they'll give you the DNVR back-to-school hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call.